There's something strange at work here. Some evil gives speed to these creatures. Sets its will against us. Legolas, what your elf eyes see? They're taking the hobbits to Isengard! Yeah, I couldn't understand uh, what they were saying. But... No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, I, I might have bitten off a little bit more than I can chew with this episode. Uh, <laughs> choosing to turn that into the opening. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews, a father-son podcast expedition through pop culture. I am Harrison the Son. And I am your father, Pop. Pop culture. Culture. There's Frank. Pop and uh, once Pop again C. with us this week, we've got a very special guest. <clears throat> Man, if you want to introduce yourself. I'm Nanny. Uh, yep. <laughs> and this is our third week. And uh, this means that we are actually now halfway through the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This time around we watched the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Extended Edition, Disc 1. So once again we have just the front half of a movie that's mostly exposition and, and character introduction and, uh, Dad, you said you had a lot of questions, but well, you've already forgotten most of yeah, them. Yeah, I, for I forgot all my questions. But okay. um, they're all starting to run together, and now I f I uh, we watched it, but now I forget <laughs> most of what we watched. Okay, so very brief recap. We left at the end of uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship had broken oh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. Uh, the separate parts. Frodo and Sam are right. now off on their own thing, joined right. by Gollum. Right. Uh, Aragorn... Uh, Gimli and Legolas uh, were, for the, the better part of this chunk of the film, trying to track down uh, Merry and Pippin, uh, right. the captured hobbits who are now Group 3. And uh, I think that's... Yeah, those are the three concurrent storylines that we're following. So it's Frodo and Sam, Merry and Pippin, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas. Yes, it's yes. kind of like three movies in one, and then basically movie yeah. w one week after another, and then it's you can see where <laughs> uh, you can see where an old guy gets confused. My cat Mando is very intrigued by Dad's microphone setup, so this is going to be fascinating. Um, but yes, uh, uh, we've got the three separate stories. I was keeping an eye on the uh, uh, the the time clock running on the Blu-ray player as we were watching these, and. This one, The Two Towers, has the most messed with from book to screen adaptation. And that's because so very little happens to Frodo and Sam during this part of the story okay. that they just had to basically make up a whole new plot to force them into. And we'll get to more of that in next week's half of the movie. Okay. But, uh... Uh, did you have any favorite character from this time around? I know last time you really liked Gimli. The dwarf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dangerous um, over short distances. Yeah. Um, well, it was good to see um, Gandalf back. Gandalf the White. Gandalf the yeah. White. Right. Um, um. Sam is. Sam is. Oh, you know what? Gollum. 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 Okay. Like, I always just thought he was some, a real creepy, weird thing that's just creepy and weird. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, you start to see. You know, like uh, 
personality in him and and right. and all of a sudden start to feel sorry for him in certain situations and and uh and he's kind of almost he almost borders on being adorable <laughs> even though he's like so gosh awful ugly well i'm i'm so delighted that this half of the movie includes the um the conversation between Smeagol and Gollum, where the camera's going back yeah, and forth yeah, from yeah, two yeah. separate angles, yeah, yeah. talking like they're two... Well, they are two separate characters, really. Okay. Um, but uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of the line, You don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any friends. And... and <laughs> It's a bit like uh, Ugarte from uh, Casablanca. Okay. Do you yeah. think highly of me? I probably would if I thought of you at all. <laughs> um, but Nan, uh, Gollum was probably one of my first entry points into the Lord of the Rings because you always had the calendars that were illustrated by the uh, brothers Hildebrandt. And you always described Gollum as a character that you loved to hate. And I remember okay. the, the painting of Gollum that they did. Very, di- he had more of a goblin look than he does in 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 the movies, obviously. But uh, what do you, what were your thoughts on on this new version of well, new this film version of Gollum, man? Right up on there. I thought the film version gave him more of a personality, mm. and I like that because. It showed him as partially human. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. also showed um, not Bilbo, the son, Frodo. Frodo. Well, as nephew, but okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it also showed Frodo at, or yeah, Frodo. Frodo. As a, a hobbit who had a heart. Mm, yes. And uh, I, I do want to say that um, Gollum uh, is played by uh, an actor named Andy Serkis, who became, like, the leading figure in the world of uh, motion capture animation. So, Dad, I know you've had questions about this in the past when we've discussed it, but, like, motion capture, it was a style of uh, CGI acting that this movie trilogy really invented, Basically, Andy Serkis, Gollum, was wearing a jumpsuit that was covered in little white dots and Mm. ping pong balls, and computer cameras picked up his motions, and then they were able to map that directly onto the CGI character. Uh, Andy Serkis has, he's played, quote unquote, uh, thanks to motion capture, King Kong in the 2005 King Kong, right? Uh, maybe we'll watch that one day. We'll discuss that okay. at the end of this episode. But um, he's played uh, Captain Haddock in The Adventures of Tintin, directed by Spielberg. And he played, I believe the character is named Caesar in the newest adaptation trilogy of The Planet of the Apes. So cool. he's carved out a pretty serious niche for himself in terms of playing CGI uh, 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 apes and gorillas, which I always thought was fun. But uh, I think the biggest introduction to this uh, uh, half of the movie is the character Treebeard. Yes. Dad, what did you think of Treebeard? <clears throat> um, I, I, I kept trying to think of um, Groot, and, <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait a minute, like, you know, like, they're different, you know, but right, then they're, yeah. they're both living tree-like 
creatures. Right. But, <clears throat> yeah. But he was he was pretty cool. I noticed he was a lot smaller than all the trees in the forest. Right. Not a lot, but he was only like half the size of the trees in the forest. <laughs> and walking, and he walked so slow, and um, and I thought tree beard. Well, that's. It's kind of a stupid name, but <clears throat> oh, I don't know what else they could call him. Well, that's the th- hang on. That's the thing with Tolkien. Everybody has ten names. But he, um, at first, I couldn't tell if he was a good guy or a bad guy, but then finally, in the end, when he uh, said he was protecting them and bringing them to safety, um, Frodo and uh, Sam, um, you know, then it, it, I realized then, of course, he's a good guy. Okay, so uh, I'm going to grab because the mic at, so I can read You know, at first he, he didn't give enough information, like, you know, whether he was good or not good or what he was going to do with them. He picked right, them up. yes. And he was carrying them in his uh, branch hands. They they also play a little bit uh, uh, of a sneaky one on you with this, where Treebeard says, the white wizard will know. Yes. And at this point, you don't know that Gandalf is back, so you think he's talking about Saruman. Uh, so they... Yes. Yeah, they yes, squeeze yes, a yes, little... Yes, uh, yes. But uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, sorry, TolkienGateway.net slash wiki slash Treebeard, uh, Treebeard, other names, Fangorn, uh, let me double check on this. Looks like the Google page was giving me more names, for God's sakes. Birth, Years of the Trees. Uh, yeah, his actual name is Fanghorn, which makes sense because he is the caretaker of Fanghorn Forest. So, hey, yeah. Okay. Treebeard is just the fun kid name that Tolkien came up with, I okay. guess. But, uh, one of my favorite pieces of trivia is supposedly, um... Uh, Tolkien really hated the Shakespeare play Macbeth because they build up a lot of Macbeth saying that the trees, the forest, will come to life and attack Macbeth. And Tolkien was amazingly disappointed when the trees did not literally come to life and attack Macbeth. So he's like, okay, screw it. I'm going to make living trees. Uh, But Nan, what, what did you think of Treebeard? Oh. I love Treebeard. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. Good, good. Well, on that note, I have a uh, 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 in 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 the parlance of blank check with Griffin and David. I have a merchandise spotlight this week, and that is a oh two God. scale figure of Treebeard, and it's two scale with the other figures they made with the line. And unfortunately, you can see I accidentally broke uh, an arm at the elbow Ouch. on this model. But this was uh, made by Toy Biz in 2002. And uh, uh, you, you can see he's about 17 inches tall. He's got places where the Hobbit figures can rest in his branches. His hands are literally sized so they can hold Merry and Pippin. Okay. And this is my favorite part. I'm going to see if I can do it close enough to the mic, but if you press this one branch on his back, I think his battery's kind of dying, but his eyes light up and his mustache and mouth moves, and uh, this is still one of my favorite toys of all time because (laughs) of the level of detail put into it. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he came with me to my first ever desk job. I was the, the interesting guy at work because I had a desk loaded with action figures and toys and literally day one, I pull him out of my backpack to put him on my desk and his arm just pops off. Bummer. I'm going to fix that one of these days, but, uh, I'm a metal worker, not a plastic worker. 
Uh, okay, so, uh, and, and one of the other big events that takes place in this half of the Two Towers, we meet the uh, people of Rohan, uh, uh, one of the, the, the big, big cultural groups in Middle-earth, the horse people. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dad, yeah. did you have any thoughts about the Rohirrim? Wait, the horse people. They the horse people. Yeah, I'm trying to picture which... Okay, so uh, the big ones uh, are King Theoden, uh, played uh, by okay. Bernard Hill, okay. also known as Bernard Hill, also played the captain of the Titanic in Titanic. So that's kind of fun. Okay. Um, I, I think he also had a small part in Gandhi from 1981, 1980. I forget now, whatever. Okay. Um, but there's King Theoden. There is uh, uh, Eowyn, uh, the blonde woman, the, the, the second and I believe only other woman in this trilogy okay. uh, besides Arwen the Burnett elf. Yes. Um, uh, Eowyn's actually one of my favorite characters. I, I absolutely love her. And then you've got Eowyn's brother uh, Eomer uh, 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 who has a bit more of a part in the opening section of this movie. Uh, so what, what did you think of them? Liked them. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they're um, it's Neat to see new new characters every time they go to across a, a, a different mountain range or something. They meet up with <laughs> with new new strange characters, but yeah, they were cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that I really like about this series is and the franchise as a whole is that there are. It's like I said last week how uh, um, so much of the world is like lived in and it feels real because it feels so old. You've got all of these different cultures. So the hobbits, the elves, yep. uh, two different sects of elves, really. Um, the dwarves. The dwarves. Thank you, Nan. And uh, the Rohirrim. And uh, next movie, we're going to be meeting the people of Gondor. But that's not for like another two weeks. So. Okay. Uh, Nan, did you have anything that you wanted to point out? Any new uh, uh, extended edition sequences you liked? No. No? <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, we, wait, wait. I remember one of my questions. Sure. <clears throat> so um, that big uh, fire dragon and Gandalf are falling. The Balrog. Oh, yeah. that's my favorite bit. Fa- yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're yeah, falling. Yeah. They're falling. <clears throat> well, the, the fire dragon dude, he falls. Right. And then Gandalf slips and lets go and falls right right and then somehow <clears throat> gandalf catches up to his sword <laughs> and then somehow the sword and gandalf catch up to the fire dragon guy falling <clears throat> so, so that they were they were playing pretty fast and loose with the laws of physics uh, i think yeah we're already in a movie series where we've got functionally immortal elves and wizards and stuff. Oh, that stuff. part's okay. Yeah, that part's okay. Yeah. But uh, the best, I, well, for for reference for the audience, it's my probably my favorite sequence in the whole trilogy is the opening sequence to The Two Towers where you cut into uh, uh, the, the Balrog scene, You Shall Not Pass, yes. and, the, and you see the whip catch uh, Gandalf by the leg and pull him down and you see Gandalf let go but then this time around the camera follows Gandalf down Yeah, and the music picks up and it's cra- and as you say Gandalf literally catches up to his falling sword and right. starts just wailing on the Balrog right. it's absolutely my favorite thing the best 
thing I can come up with in terms of, like, popcorn movie logic to explain this is that the Balrog is trying not to fall. And he's trying to, like, reach out to the okay. walls and okay. stop himself. He's also got a great big pair of wings. Yeah, okay. And um, he's not exactly down. flying, but that's certainly slowing his descent. How Gandalf caught up to a sword yeah. is still a little touch and go. But, you know, then I thought about, I thought, well, I could try to figure it out, or maybe it was just a, a screw-up, uh, or he's a wizard. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he's a wizard, so yeah. we'll just, you know, I thought I'd leave it at that. For, uh, it's, it's not really touched upon in this trilogy at all, and it always kind of bothers me whenever I see these movies, but... They establish clearly in The Fellowship of the Ring that Frodo's sword, Sting, is an elven blade, and it will glow blue when orcs right. are around. Right, and right, that's right. going to come back a lot okay. throughout the trilogy. It's a very cool effect. It's, a, it's essentially fantasy lightsabers, which I always like. Well, Oop. They've, they've already seen the sword turning blue. Yes, yes, exactly. But that's my point. Gandalf found his sword, Glamdring, in the same den as Sting. And his is the same elven make. So his sword should be glowing blue as well whenever uh, there are orcs around. And they really don't show... There's, there's one shot in Return of the King, the final movie, one shot where you see his sword kind of glowing, but they don't call any attention to it. His sword doesn't glow otherwise, and I'm like, damn it, Glamdring is also an elven sword. It should be glowing blue as well. So you could also claim that because Glamdring is a magical elven blade, it decided to try and help out its owner, okay. Gandalf, by, by slowing its own descent. Fair enough. It's magic and elves and yeah, nonsense and garbage. Yeah, they're wizards. Yeah, yeah, we, they're wizards. Yeah, we, we, you know, how, how dare we ask questions. <laughs> well, um, and, uh, 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 we ended this movie, well, this half of the movie, with uh, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum uh, seeing an oliphant, which is just a great big flippin' elephant-type beast yes. with multiple tusks, yes. and it's like triple the size of an elephant. Yes, really. What, what did you think of all that, Dad? Um, I, uh, who was it? The, the orcs were riding on top? Or no, uh, no, 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 it was... They are a... Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that specific sect, but they're humans that wear a suspicious amount of eye shadow and keep <laughs> most of their faces covered. Yeah, I know. That's another thing that I've been kind of loth to bring up on this trilogy. You'll notice every single character is white. Everybody, everybody. They filmed this in New Zealand, where uh, the majority of people, as far as I can tell, are not white. They are Pacific Islanders and etc. and uh, Maori people and stuff. Yeah. No, everybody in this movie is white. And if you're not white, you get covered in orc makeup. And I've yeah. That's as much as I don't want to see these movies get made. I would like to see more. Like, why can't hobbits be black? Why can't elves be Asian? Why can't uh, yeah. uh, why can't orcs just be you know, Glenn Beck. It's, it's, you know, what? Yeah, yeah. why not? Like, yeah. come on. Um, that's always kind of bothered me. Well, when it was written, it was written in England. Yeah. And the, that was, that was the population. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that, I understand was, what you're saying. At the time, yeah, at the time, yeah. That yeah. Was, that was how I, it was. I understand, but these movies were made literally 50 years later. Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's it's a whole thing, yeah, and good point. as much as I absolutely adore these movies, that always kind of irks me. 
especially uh, within the past couple of years of, of uh, I call myself a, uh, a recovering white man. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm trying. Yeah. I don't always succeed, but I'm trying. Um, but yeah, they're just a, a, a sect of humans who have pledged their allegiance to Sauron. Uh, yes, yeah. we saw a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, the one guy doing that. Yeah. Pr- proving even in fantasy, uh, there are still uh, men who are going to be absolute nitwits. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they, they had those big basket-like multiple-tier <laughs> things on top of these elephant guys. Oh, my and God. Even when the elephant things were just walking normally, you were swaying back and forth. I mean, it could not have been a comfortable... Uh, Dad couldn't have been a comfortable ride. And then the elephant guys start <laughs> bobbling around and guys are falling Cause, off. Because uh, they start getting arrows shot at them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dad, when I said that the first half of each of these movies is really kind of table setting for the second half, right. believe me when I say all of these movies are table setting for the final half of Return of the King. Okay. Like, you made a what kind of noise when the oliphant showed up yeah dad wait till the second half of return (laughs) dad it's gonna blow your goddamn mind out of the into the gutter it's gonna be amazing i'm so excited for it okay uh um uh but uh until then nan did you have anything that you wanted to add or things you're looking forward to or i'm enjoying watching the series good good we're enjoying Uh, having you nan it's fun to watch it with you um so i did want to ask because we're uh uh we're not going to be discussing really what we're covering next because obviously for the next three weeks we're going to be doing the two towers part two return of the king part one and two following that oh mando is now just on nan adorable but dad we've been talking about it for a little while the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong has finally dropped. Okay. And it drops. It's coming to theaters, supposedly. I don't... Eh, whatever. But it drops on HBO Max on March 26th. Okay. So I'm not sure if you wanted a little time off from big, giant franchise movies between The Lord of the Rings and Godzilla vs. Kong, but would you want to at least watch the two monster movies leading into Godzilla vs. Kong. Sure. Which is Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters, which this entire podcast has been building to, I think. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, I'll jump on them. Good. No so problem. That's, that's probably going to be, we're going to play fast and loose with these dates, but that's probably going to be March 12th and 19th. And uh, we'll see how we we play with those dates but whatever uh all right otherwise i am hd lickner and pod underscore frank on twitter muscle nerd studios on instagram thanks to sean monahan for our theme song which is not getting too much play on these episodes because i'm doing my own thing with the lord of the rings too bad music yeah sorry sean thanks to paul taylor for our artwork and dad if you want to take us away well we had a big snowstorm a multiple day snowstorm we shoveled out this morning now uh some of us will have stiff muscles (laughs) and uh um, we're still in the har- in the grasp of the evil Corona, uh, b- Bologna Corona virus. Uh, so wear your mask, wash your hands, keep away from folks, get vaccinated, and then stop and think of something really good to do with your life. 